Hello, everybody, and welcome to Under the Bridge, a brand new podcast endeavor by yours truly, Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll, and... The Agent Duckman, a.k.a. Nick. Yes, thank you for joining me. Uh, Our goal here is a... (laughs) Pop culture. (laughs) We're off to a great start. This is doing great, yeah. I'm keeping this in, I hope you know. Okay, that's cool with me, man. You're the one that messed up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a pop culture news podcast and also movie and potentially TV show reviews. Honestly, it's whatever. We're making it up as we go. We'll see what sticks. Games eventually, when there's actually games that come out this week's not great, so... Ah, very good, very good, very good. All right, starting off with our news today. After, oh. a, after a period of, and by today I mean over this past week-ish plus... After a bit of uncertainty, it is now confirmed that John DiMaggio is going to be back as Bender for Futurama, so as he so astutely put it himself, he's back, baby! Yeah! All right. John DiMaggio's back, baby! Okay. Isn't he, uh, is he Phoenix in, in, uh, in, uh, Gears of War as well? I don't know, I've never played. That's a whole other thing. If it's on an Xbox, assume I haven't played it. Also, he shitzel. A uh, sh- sh- shitzel. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that in too. <laughs> shitzel and chowder. It's gonna be a very rough cut podcast starting out. <laughs> oh boy, shitzel. That's my favorite character. <laughs> <Shitzel>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have no. I I didn't grow up with Futurama, uh, but you know, I I I'm glad. I mean, just re- learning a little bit about what his you know what his holdout was. It's it's very admirable, I guess. Uh, you know, he he wanted more pay for the entire cast, not just himself. Yeah. Um, and you know they deserve it. You know, I mean, if they're gonna bring back the show, I mean, I I, I honestly don't like that every show is deciding to all of a sudden just come back. You know, I, I I hate that. You know, we are pretty much living in the cycle of everything gets remade and come, keeps coming out endlessly until the end of time. But that's that's capitalism for you, I guess. And so. I mean, it is Futurama. If any show is gonna come back and do it properly, well, Futurama already basically did it twice, did. so. Family Guy does one. I'm joking. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's that's a, that's a hot take right there. But oh, um, I think it'll do okay. I think it's gonna do fine. Uh, I I I mean, Futurama has its staunch supporters. I I'm a big fan of the cast itself. I love Billy West. I love John DiMaggio. I mean, Tress McNeil is one of my favorite voice actresses ever. Jam a bastard in it, you crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, come on, man. Like, it's just like a classic cast, classic show. Absolutely. Not, not a bad thing. I just hope, I do hope they're not, like, as overtly topical as some of the later seasons were. I feel like Comedy Central was a little too, hey, here's what's in the news now. Let's make jokes about this. That That's, yeah. I don't like it when politics get mixed with, uh, uh, get mixed with my my entertainment, but that's just me. I'd just again, rather it was a little more current, especially when the setting, or a little more, not current, but more <laughs> timeless, rather. Especially when the whole premise is it's 3,000 years in the future. Here's something that happened in 2008. Correct. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's about my opinions on the whole Bender, uh, comeback, or I guess just Futurama coming back. Eh, I guess. You know? Yeah, and it's good to have him back. Yeah. So what's next on the list? Next on the list, uh, we also have confirmation that the Marvel Netflix shows, those being Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, 
The Defenders, and Punisher are all moving to Disney Plus in the U.S. as well as internationally. And they're coming with a brand new set of parental controls, so kids don't have to watch Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. <laughs> Without their parents' express permission first. They're gonna replace that entire scene uh, with, like, a picture of Mickey Mouse with, like, rosy cheeks <laughs> holding his hands over his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's them playing Patty Cake. Full <laughs> 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 with super strength. Imagine, imagine they just, like, they just four kids the entire Netflix series. Just... <laughs> and the Defenders just starts with, yo, gotta go, gotta go, and it's just a One Piece theme song, but it's the Defenders. They, they all start singing the, Amer the, the American National Anthem. Oh, dear. I don't know but if I can handle that. there's Nerf guns. <laughs> Nerf. Also related to the Netflix shows thing. It's interesting because Disney Plus put out a promo of stuff that's on Twitter, of stuff that's coming to the service this month, and they made sure to highlight Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, but not Iron Fist, The Defenders, or Punisher. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess on face value, you know, Jessica Jones seems like it's tamer than the rest of them when it really isn't. But, like, it's so not. It's so very much not. That <laughs> that show is straight up uncomfortable, and, and for the first season at least, I mean that in the nicest possible way. Like, that's a complimentary thing. But, I don't know. It's just kind of, like, I get why not The Punisher, and I get why not Iron Fist. Defenders is a little weirder, although I wonder if that's just because it had Iron Fist in it. I love Iron Fist. That was the that was a great idea. It's like, yeah, we really want you to forget Iron Fist existed, especially because now we have Shang Chi. Shang Chi is just a better Iron Fist. I will say though, if the sequel subtitle ends up being Shang Chi and the Legend of the Iron Fist, I am going to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> Imagine if they put team up. Oh God. Oh. oh god, that would be terrible. Not really. That's I'd love it. That, yeah. Have have him just pop in a Kung Lun or something. I um, what do you think they'll end up doing with Daredevil in the MCU? <laughs> well, it's rumored he's gonna be in either She Hulk or Echo. Echo makes sense. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. That you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. With, well, with also Echo. they both have a connection to Kingpin. Good point. But that would that's interesting to think of, actually. You know, but that's that's a whole other thing. She-Hulk also makes a little bit of sense, because lawyers. Not but a lawyers. I assume... Because She-Hulk, I, I think they're both usually defense attorneys, so I don't see them ending up on opposite sides, unless they make She-Hulk a prosecutor in this one. I, um... That would be interesting. I don't know. It would be interesting to see it. It all, it all depends on how they write it, because, you know... The MCU does things differently than the comics, so you know, that's the big thing, is we have to see how they're going to interpret the characters. So Definitely. It's also, it's it's interesting, because I do wonder, are they going to, are they going to do anything where they directly reference the TV shows at some point, or are they just going to proceed with, yeah, these are probably the same characters, but good luck getting a confirmation. Well... Spoilers for Hawkeye for anyone who hasn't already seen it. Um, the way that they did Kingpin and wrote him in, and the way that they, they kind of upgraded him, um, I think that they are using the characters, the actors, just because they portrayed the characters well the first time around, and kind of giving them a new spin on them. Which like would explain different. the lack of Iron Fist. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I think they're at least the ones that are fan favorites. I would love if they kept like if if if, if they do a Daredevil thing, they keep Foggy and they keep uh, they keep all the supporting cast as well because uh, Daredevil just had a great cast. So, like, Charlie Cox obviously did a good job, but like, and you know, D'Onofrio is the best. I cannot picture anybody else playing Kingpin. So, like, I, I, I'm, um, I don't know. I think that they're gonna like, they're, they're letting the actors do their interpretation of the character like they did before, but giving them like a little bit more of a constraint within the universe. Maybe like making it a little bit more lighthearted than the, the shows were. That's probably about as much as they're gonna do. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, well, look what they did with Daredevil's cameo with with, uh, with Charlie Cox's cameo. He's a really <laughs> good lawyer. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a fun little quip. Like, you know, you want to get that in Daredevil, you know? So, um, I, I think they're going to try to keep it lighthearted and fun. Makes sense. So. Makes sense. I look forward to seeing whatever they decide to do next, because it's just, uh, it's just, it's nice to, it's nice to have him back. It is. It really is. I, uh, I can go on forever about how, how Daredevil is such a good hero and how, uh, he came in at the right time now in the MCU's development, but that's a whole other thing. Um... Okay, so I think we've talked about the Netflix series is coming back. Uh, yeah, that's pretty there? good coverage of that. Uh, Morbius's final trailer released. I think it was last Monday. It it was relatively early on when I was gathering stuff. And the really funny thing about that is, I rewatched the trailer just last night to try to remind myself, and I've already forgotten most of what was in it. I didn't even watch the second trailer. What's different? There's well, I don't remember much, but. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of really trying to sell that Morbius has the potential to be a very bad guy and embrace who you are and it's just like man you're trying really hard to push this is he a hero or is he a villain shtick and act like it's a brand new thing when you literally just gave us two Venom movies in a row like Morbius as a character a lot i just don't like the idea like i agree with you i think that that's kind of a hacky way to write this movie uh what has daniel espinoza done the director he's done let's see um i, I don't know he he did wow he did life that explains a lot holy shit <laughs> but life is essentially just venom in space it's essentially just john jones john jonah jameson jr's uh, like how he brought the symbiote home pretty much Wow, that's that explains a lot. It, uh, it's he, this director. I don't know him that well, but um, I'm very excited for Morbius. I think it's going to be interesting. I do not like like the hacky nature of what you said about the plot, but who knows? You know, I'm going to go into it with an open mind. Yeah, I'm going into it with a less than open mind because I hate Sony's continued attempts to hold on to Spider-Man's rights instead of just selling it back, but. I don't know. I'm still gonna go see it because I hate myself. Isn't Keaton in this? Keaton? Isn't Keaton in this? Yeah, yeah he, he's in it. Um, They really want you to assume that he's playing Adrian Toomes, but I don't think it's confirmed still. I... I... I, uh, I just like Michael Keaton, so I'm, I'm already gonna like... I mean, other than that one movie that we saw of him in it, where, you know, he wasn't... He was... Oh, that was, he played a really hacky character. What was that movie called? The, the one spy movie that he was in? That he, like, was very dumb and he made, he, he just tried to flirt with the main character. Oh, yeah, the, the protege. Yeah, the one where they had the... the famous um, internet cafe. Yeah, the, <laughs> the internet cafe on the 30th floor in an office building. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for, for, for people not in the know, which is probably everybody who hasn't seen The Protégé, which is everybody, there's a bit where the main character is at what's supposed to be an internet cafe, and it's clearly an office on, on like, a multiple-story building, and the only way you can tell that it's an internet cafe, what was it, though, like, the, the, the... There was a sign that said, internet cafe? Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't and even, like, a name. There was one coffee machine. An internet cafe. There was no baristas. There was no place to sit. Like there was no customers in there. It was an empty office building with one coffee machine in the corner, and a whole bunch of empty computers. Yeah. So. <laughs> I can't believe we brought that up. That I did that. Nice that's work. No, that's good. I love being reminded that the protege exists. <laughs> Morbius is, Morbius is still set to come out on April 1st of this year, thus proving the real April Fools is us, the viewing audience. Uh, well, I mean, Leto's in it, so... Actual cult leader Jared Leto, yes. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I really don't. I, I uh... I guess Jared Leto's in it. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, inclined, I'm just inclined to hate this movie for a bunch of reasons, but I'll still watch it. I'll still try to get some joy out of it. I don't know. Maybe, may, maybe it'll surprise me. I just, I, I don't think so. Okay. Moving well, on to another Sony yeah. project. Uh, th- we've got some casting announcements for the Craven the Hunter movie that Sony is still planning on making. We have oh, got <laughs> right. We have got Ariana DeBose, uh, who most recently played Anita in West Side Story. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, that is. Uh, she is playing Calypso, a voodoo priestess who is an occasional partner and lover of Craven. And we have Alessandro Nivola, uh, from... The main thing I'd recognize him from is Jurassic Park. He was Billy Brandon, the guy who stole the raptor eggs. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's playing the villain, who we don't know who that is, which does beg the question. We already know Calypso's in this, we know Chameleon's in this... But they're not the villains. Who is the who is the goddamn villain in this movie? Because he is a villain. Craven's a villain, and Calypso. I'm really interested to see Chameleon on the screen. Actually, I really like Chameleon as a character, so I'm really interested to see what they're gonna do with Chameleon. I like him, but I'm actually kind of upset that he's in this. I know he's Craven's, I think, stepbrother or half brother in in the comics, so there's a reason for it. But I was really hoping. He was going to be in Spider-Man freshman year as, like, the main bad guy. Because, I mean, they when they announced Spider-Man prequel, and you know that the first main supervillain he's fought is the Vulture, it really does beg the question of, like, what what's the point of making this show? You're, are you just going to have him fight bank robbers and car thieves the whole time? Oh, the Tinkerer, uh, they could do... No, the Tinkerer was in, was in Homecoming. Oh, yeah, he was! I forgot they did a callback to the Tinkerer. Um, so... That was... Yeah, he was the one that made all the gadgets for, Vol- for Vulture, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I- I'm just... I don't know how uh, how I feel about how they casted Craven. Aaron Taylor Johnson does not look bulked enough to be Craven. I mean, <laughs> he could get some bulk, I guess. But... <laughs> If the movie comes out next year, he's got to get on that. Yeah, the the guy. I mean, he, he's not bad looking. That's not the problem. It's 
Craven to me has a certain look. I mean, he yeah, yeah, obviously he's a comic character. He has a certain look. And, you know, I mean, Craven's my favorite Spider-Man villain. I love Craven as a concept of this this insane guy who wants to basically be the alpha male and just go like basically go kill uh, every life form that isn't himself. Like he just wants to be the the apex predator. And like to me, I, I don't know. They're, they're going to probably ditch the leopard suit. So, like, I want to see what his costume's going to be. I want to see how they're going to do this. It's based off of Craven, Craven's Last Hunt, right? Yeah. So, like, like what are they going to do with that? Like, are they going to be a direct... Ad- is it a direct adaptation? Is, like, Craven going to die and come back? Or, like, what are they going to do? Um, like, are Craven's kids going to be in the movie? Like, what are they doing? That's, that's all I really want to know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out once they have a trailer. Or maybe we won't find out because... I still can't figure out what universe Morbius is supposed to be in. <laughs> Thanks, the Sony. Sony-verse. But Spider-Man's been labeled murderer on that piece of graffiti, and also Vulture is there, prob- probably. Oh, God. Yeah, You're see? Right. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing? Well, I guess we'll have to see when it comes out on April 1st. <laughs> yeah. Moving on from Sony, let's go, let's go pick on another studio. In this case, oh, Warner Brothers. <laughs> What's Warner Brothers doing today? Uh, they've brought on Brad Pitt's production company Plan B to produce the uh, Beetlejuice sequel that is apparently happening. Is that Plan Beetlejuice? I don't think Plan B stands for Plan Beetlejuice, no. I think that's just a happy accident. A happy mistake. Oh boy. I don't know why Beetlejuice needs a remake. I don't it's know not a remake, why. it's a sequel. I don't know why it needs a sequel. <laughs> Even worse. Money. I mean, yeah. Are they going to get Alec Baldwin back? Oh, God. I think he's a little busy. <laughs> uh, I think he's a little yeah. occupied. Let's just, let, <laughs> well, let's just leave it there. <laughs> oh, man. That's very unfortunate. How about Michael Keaton? I, I don't know if Michael Keaton... I don't, I don't see it. I don't actually know if anybody's confirmed to be back for this sequel yet. Keaton and Wright and Winona Ryder are reprising their roles while okay. Brad Pitt is doing as a producer. Okay. Okay. So they are back. That's... Oh, man, what is this? Is this Old Man Logan, but it's Beetlejuice? Old Man Beetlejuice? <laughs> oh, boy. Get off he my like... lawn, you kids. He appears and he breaks his back instantly, and then half the movie's him in the hospital trying to get his back corrected. Hey, now, he's not played by Harrison Ford. Oh, correct. Well, yeah. yeah. I I, I say that, I love Harrison Ford, but I I can't believe they're making this poor man do Indiana Jones 5. And it's... How does that even work? Can we take off off topic real quick? Why are we doing a fifth Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones and the geriatric surgery. I don't like like what are they doing? Like Indiana Jones like, and the Shady Oaks retirement home. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the inheritance. Indi- uh, Indiana Jones and the early bird special. Indiana Jones and the Denny's Grand Slam. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the call from the grandkids. I feel like we should save these until the movie actually comes out and we're getting ready to actually watch it. Call of the Grandkids is a really good alternate title to Call of the Wild that came up two years ago. Oh dear, I saw that one. I'm sorry, it looked like absolute shit. It wasn't terrible, there was just some really distracting, obvious CGI. 
the dog. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. Um. Regardless, uh, you know, as it stands, uh, Beetlejuice should not get a sequel. I don't think. Uh, no, I'm. I, I, Warner Brothers is just. I don't know. Are they bringing back Danny Elfman for the for the music? No idea. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm. I'm awaiting this with horrified trepidation. If I'm honest. I will probably watch it with you, but I have to be drunk, probably. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, moving on. Fede Alvarez, I apologize for the pronunciation because that's probably incorrect, uh, is going to be directing and writing an alien movie for 20th Century Studios, expected to go straight to Hulu. Okay. Um, is it going to be bad? I don't know. I've seen Alien, I've seen Aliens, I've seen... I don't remember if I saw Prometheus, and I think I saw Covenant, but I think I saw Covenant in the sense of other people in my house were watching Covenant, and I just happened to be there, like, 20 minutes into the movie, and I stuck around for a good chunk of it. But I really don't remember. I watched Alien, Aliens, and Covenant, and skipped the rest of them. Um, what's it called? Is it just... I, I don't think it has alien a name project. yet. I think it's just the alien movie for Hulu. Hulu Alien. Oh, I don't even, like, oh, Alien 2023. Um, Noah, Noah Hawley is involved. Ooh, He's that's exciting. Producer. Yeah, the producer for Bones, The Unusuals, and My Generation, along with Fargo and Legion. Interesting. I need to uh, finish I... Legion one of these days. I'm, I'm probably gonna hate it. I, I I don't see them actually. Okay, so it it's it will be set in, on Earth in the near future. So it's the first thing without Ellen Ripley in it. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what to think of it. I I guess I'll give it a shot. Uh, I'll watch it with one of our friends who is a huge Aliens fan, and uh, probably see him just get angry at it the entire time. So, Ooh, that uh, does I, sound fun. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. We yep. should invite him over and do a huge like <laughs> marathon of that. Yeah, Th that would be uh, that would be pretty great to see his reaction to uh, to Aliens, the Hulu show. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Aliens kind of a hit or miss movie series. Alien and Aliens are amazing. Alien Three Resurrection are shit. Prometheus has its fans. Alien Covenant has its fans. I mean, we just gotta wait and see, I guess. Yeah, we 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 will eventually see. I think the real question is, when is Disney set to take full operational control of Hulu? Is that 20... Not already? No, like, they basically own it, but Comcast still has a big stake in it that Disney's supposed to buy out in a few years. And yeah, I think I... when I think when that happens, Hulu's gonna get gutted and they're just gonna do what they do internationally and make a new hub to put all the adult content on on Disney+. Plus. They take full operational control in 2024. Okay, so this alien movie will probably still go to Hulu first, and yes, then get and folded then... in. Yes, exactly. Alright, so... interesting. Okay. In so other sequel news... Go for it. Uh, we're getting an I Am Legend sequel. How does that work? He's dead! Oh, it gets worse. Not only is Will Smith still starring and producing... Actually, yeah, that's, that's, that's the real... <laughs> That's the real takeaway, but also joining him in both starring and producing is Michael B. Jordan. I like Michael B. Jordan, but this movie should not exist. I f 
I hate co- I hate sequel culture. I hate this. Why do you need to make a movie? The main character's dead. How is Will Smith still in the movie? If, it, if I would, I mean, I would, I would give it the benefit of a doubt if it was just Michael B. Jordan in this universe, you know. But like, why is Will Smith involved? What is is he now like a a, a vampire? Is is like he like the, Who knows? the vampire? Maybe mm-hmm. they'll pull a Quiet Place two and have him show up in flashbacks. I would hate that even more. Quite honestly, <laughs> yeah, it didn't really work when they did it either. Like, maybe, like, Michael B. Jordan's, like, a long-lost son or something, or, like, the kid, I don't know, I, I, I whatever. I don't know. This is a stupid idea. It's, it, for one thing, this, this, this was a movie that they, they based off of a short story, which did pretty well, that they're now thinking they have enough content to make another movie off of. Uh, I think Will Smith has hidden his, uh, he's done with acting, and now he's in his producer phase. And all he's doing, he's going around to properties that, that, that made him famous, or that made him money, and he's like, oh, look, I can make that. So, like, he's doing, like, the Bel Air remake, he's, like, producing that, now he's doing, like, this huh. shit. Now he's, next, he's probably gonna end up doing, like, I don't know, Hancock. Uh, like, Man, I know, can't he- wait until 20 years from now when he produces a Suicide Squad reboot. God, what if he directs it? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh god. Gemini yeah, like, the, sequel. Doesn't that seem to be all that Will Smith's doing nowadays? Because he really hasn't really started anything notable, other than like Suicide Squad. I'm trying to think. No, no, that's not true. He's in. He's he's up for an Oscar this year. Oh yeah, right, King Richard. Duh. Yeah, King Richard. Duh. I didn't see uh, that one. That's why I it didn't I, immediately I strike me. About that. Oh my god, I forgot. Guess what we might get in, like, 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> a Shark Tale remake. Oh, no, no, please, no, <laughs> no, no. Look, I will give you just about anything I own <laughs> to keep that from happening. At the car wash, yeah. <laughs> No. So, I think I think you had some news, because the last bit that I've got leads kind of directly into our topic and our review for today. So, if you want to go ahead with your news... Happy birthday, happy 100th birthday to Nosferatu, the uh, 1922 uh, silent film directed by F, uh, what is his name, F.W. Murnau. Uh, you know, it's 100 years old, I can't believe that. This is like, it's it's insane, you know? We're, we're, we're getting to the point where movies are starting to turn 100, that's weird. Nosferatu. Yeah, but Nosferatu. Just wait. When is when is Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz is like thirty two or thirty three, something like that. We're gonna be around for the hundred year anniversary of that movie, like a hundred years. Like I don't know, it's just is crazy that film is this old. I mean, if anyone is not familiar with Nosferatu, it's 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 a German expressionist film. Basically, it's an adaptation of Dracula, but but uh, the director could not get the rights. Uh, for Dracula, so he he chose to direct um, something based off of uh, a book called Nosferatu. Um, or actually, I think I think it's I, I don't think it's I think it's actually original. Whatever. He he basically just named the um, instead of Count Dracula, it's Count Orlock, and it's the same premise. It's just German and weird and very si- it's silent film. It's very creepy. It's very low budget. It's I don't know if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, there's also a movie that kind of. In a way, retells the movie. It's uh, it, it, as if the vampire is actually real. That's pretty good. Um, I I don't know. Go see it if you haven't. I'm just bringing it up that it 
a movie turned 100 this week, or last week, and that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Also, it turns out, uh, 2039 is the 100th anniversary of Wizard of Oz. Oh my god. 17 years to go. That's still not too far away. No, it's not. It's not. (sighs) Okay, well, that's, that's all I had in terms of movie news, uh... Uh, well, we're gonna go straight into the topic because I know both you and me can't just can't detain talking about well, this. Well, I had I had one more piece of movie news that kind of leads directly into it. Uh, go for it. We got a new DC League of Super Pets trailer. Turns oh, out, <clears throat> I didn't know this. Turns out Keanu Reeves is Batman. I can see it. I can see it. It's not it's not the worst, but man, that I know it's for kids, and I feel like I'm punching down by saying it, but everything about this movie just. I hate that The Rock is voicing Crypto, mostly because I hate The Rock. I, I'm i really upset that, obviously you had to give the, the League of Super Pets kind of an overhaul because the roster is very Superman-centric, but it also feels like from the first trailer, none of the pets, like, the closest you have to a thematic connection with the Justice League is that you've got a turtle with super speed, which is, yeah, obvious good job. Like, I want to see, like, Wonder Woman's kangaroo. I want Aquaman to have just a goldfish, where, like, make Aquaman, like, the most badass member of the Justice League, bar none. Like, he's super hardcore, like he was in the animated Justice League show, and his pet's just a regular goldfish, no powers, no nothing. Green hamster. Green hamster! He uses he he, mo- he has his own energy little energy ring and he mostly uses it to make like a hamster ball, and then have Cyborg roll up and he's just got a Tamagotchi, <laughs> and he refuses to listen to everybody that it's not a reg- <laughs> it's not a real pet. Oh my god, uh... <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. Not gonna lie, but. Um, I don't know. It's it's not for me. It's a kid's movie. I mean, it, basically, it looks like they're just trying to, to do Secret Lights of Pets, but DC. That's pretty much what they're trying to do. Yeah, that that does, uh, that does make Cause, sense. Because that movie did really well, and it's a universal property. So, uh, mm. they're like, screw it, we can do that, and we have Crypto the Wonder Dog. Okay, let's just mash something together, I guess. I still can't believe Streaky's not in this movie. That's That's just criminal. This movie's criminal. Yeah, I guess. We'll watch so, it day one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, the topic of today's discussion, because the movie we're, we're going to eventually get to reviewing is The Batman. And so, uh, Nick, you want to you wanna, you wanna drop the topic? Batman. Yeah. What am I dropping? The, who's, your, who's your favorite Batman? Oh, yeah, that's right, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> Your idea. I'm glad. It was you... my idea. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So who's okay? So basically, uh, now that we have seen the new Batman movie, there are how many Batmans do we have to review? Uh, uh for cinematically, if we're just counting like theatrical releases, there's Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, technically Kevin Conroy. Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson, and I don't think I'm missing anybody. I'm not going so, to. Re- I'm not going to review all of them. Just yet. Uh, Will Arnett as well. Oh yeah, Will Arnett. Right, <laughs> Lego Batman. What was? Yeah. Wow. What was I thinking? That was. That's what. That's honestly still probably the best Batman movie we've ever gotten. 
I, I enjoyed Lego Batman. That was very stupid and fun. Um, okay, so in terms of live-action Batman, and, and just in general, I am a huge fan of Michael Keaton as an actor. I think he's a good Bruce Wayne, but not a great Batman. Um, I, I think my favorite Batman, honestly, uh, honestly might be Pattinson. Huh. I, I, I actually really like Pattinson's interpretation. Um, we'll get more into it when we review the movie, but I, I, I genuinely like his interpretation of Batman as this younger... It's year two, right? Yeah, it's year two, Bat. Yeah, so, like, he's a little bit... He knows what he's doing. He's not young. He's... he's. He, I mean, he's still young. He's still, like, like, like a young adult. But he's also got, like, this... I don't know. I liked his monologues. I liked everything about how, how he portrayed the character. And it doesn't have that Christian Bale edgy, Oh, I'm Batman! Like, he, he's just, like, you know... He, his disguising of the voice is, is kind of, like, subtle. It's not necessarily, like, over-the-top. I don't know. I just kind of like his his interpretation a lot. I also I do I do like Ben Affleck's Batman a lot. I don't I I I, I do think Batfleck was actually a pretty he did a pretty good job. Um, but I I think Pattinson takes the takes the cake for me in terms of live action Batman. Now in Batman in general, uh, Kevin Conroy is the best Batman that will ever exist. I'm sorry. I'm just very I I absolutely love his interpretation. He is Batman to me. So. Yeah, I feel like it's gotta go to Conroy overall, but live action, I'm honestly gonna stick with Adam West. Because, like, okay, hear, hear me out on this one. Adam West Batman existed before Batman had the whole... B back when Batman was a little more malleable, and before there was a general expectation of what Batman was meant to be. Like, Adam West was Batman before it was possible to screw up Batman. So I feel like Adam West is, like, a perfect encapsulation of what Batman was at that time. And every other Batman, there's always something. Like, with Bale, it's the voice. With with Keaton, it's it's the... And it's not really Keaton's fault, but it's the inability to move properly. <laughs> with, with Kilmer and Clooney, it's, 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 it's not their fault, but it's mostly the writing. With with Affleck, it was entirely the writing, and also the fact that Warner Brothers never figured out until it was too late that casting old man Batman was bad for franchise longevity. But and with Pattinson, his his Bruce Wayne and Batman, there's not really a difference, and I know that's part of the point, but it also like it makes his Batman feel a little incomplete. I just I, I like that it's a lot more subtle and grounded than the other Batman. That's, that's, that's fair. what I like. So yeah, I, I live action. I'm gonna give it to West because West just like, and I mean even now West is still immortalized as Batman. Basically, it's it's insanity. He'll always be Batman. And I mean, he so. gave us some days he just can't get rid of a bomb, which is, mwah, it's perfect. It's I love it. So are we just gonna go straight into the topic of uh, discussion today? Yeah, I guess we might as well get to the actual review of The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson as Mr. Jonathan Q. Batman himself. John Q. Batman. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess for those uninitiated, uh, this is the newest Batman movie, made, uh, directed by uh, Matt Reeves, who I recently learned is best friends with J.J. Abrams. Um, you know, Robert Pattinson's obviously Bruce Wayne. This also stars Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as, I believe, Gordon. Yeah, he's Yeah, Gordon. he's Commissioner Gordon. Uh, 
John Tuturo as uh, Carmine Falcone. Uh, Peter Andy Serkis as Alfred. Yeah, and I really like Andy Serkis as, as, as Alfred. Um, Colin Farrell went under a very insane uh, transformation to play uh, Penguin. He, his, uh, the makeup that they did on him was excellent, I, and I really liked his interpretation as well. I, I guess let's just go straight into what we think about. Yeah. Uh, we've already talked about Batman. Uh, how do you, how, how, what about uh, Zoe Kravitz's uh, Catwoman? I actually really liked how she played Catwoman a lot. I like her. Um, I, I feel like, I don't know if, I feel like none of the Catwomen have been especially, have felt especially remarkable, but to be fair, that's also because most of them are just kind of one and done, as far as Batman movies go. Like, they don't usually show up more than once. I'm very excited by the idea that Zoe Kravitz could end up being, like, a recurring fixture in Gotham, and her relationship with Batman might get a little more flushed flushed out, not to go into spoiler territory, but I I, I, I like the potential. Because, I mean, none of the Catwomen have been bad, except maybe Halle Berry, but that was mostly writing as well, because nobody was going to save that movie. But, it just, none of them feel, none of them feel like they stand out. They're there because Catwoman's supposed to be there, but then she's gone. Or, the franchise ends. Who stole the show for you in this movie? (sighs) Like, which actor stole the show for you? Mostly... Mostly Colin Farrell, but then at the end, Paul Dano really turns it up. I absolutely love Paul Dano in this movie. I think he absolutely killed it. I, 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 the Riddler is my favorite Batman villain because of the way that he, he's so enigmatic. He, uh, I, I just love his, his, you know, the way that he is written usually in, in, in anything with Batman. He's just this very smart, very calculated, very, like, he he, he wants to toy with Batman. Batman's not just, it, it, part of the game for him is getting inside of Batman's head. Um, and this did a really, it was a very interesting interpretation of Riddler that wasn't, it was kind of, you know, it, obviously they were trying to do a whole, like, you know, um, Zodiac Killer kind of thing. Um, and it, it didn't come across as cringy. It came across as pretty realistic, and um, I really liked how demented he was. He was very mentally ill, and I liked that. Um, God damn, did he surprise me at that performance? Very, very, very well done. Yeah, the main uh, the main complaint that I have is most of the cast have a really good costume. Riddler's Riddler's isn't. Mm-hmm. Riddler's just looks. Honestly, he kind of looks like somebody tried to do a cinematic adaptation of Hush instead of the Riddler, and it's very... I get that there wasn't really a good way to make Riddler's costume work without making it completely different and keep it grounded, but... They were trying to make him look like the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. They were trying to go for that. They were trying to go for this, like, this this masked villain that, you know, could be anyone kind of deal. Um, and I, I, I like the, it's a different interpretation. You have to, like, you realize that this is, like, a completely different interpretation. I guess the thing that stands out for me is that when, when I see Batman in this movie, I'm like, okay, that's Batman. When I see Catwoman, I know, oh, that's Catwoman. And I can even see, even though he's not wearing, like, the black and white tux, I can see Oswald Cobblepot, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the Penguin, clearly. But right. when you see the Riddler, like, if I didn't know it was the Riddler... The only thing that would have given it away 
is him leaving riddles at the crime scene. It's like how the MCU messes with costumes as well. It's like, you know, they're just doing a different interpretation. I, I don't know, Fair. I like the performance more than I did the anything else about that. Yeah. All in also, all... Go on. Oh no, sorry, you go ahead. I was just going to say, also, I'm really impressed with Jeffrey Wright in this movie as, as a Gordon. He's a really good Gordon. He's so I good. I think he played it off pretty well. All in all, I like this movie a lot more than I was expecting to, because I, I people, everybody who knows me is probably bored to death of me talking about this, but I am so generally sick of grounded year two Batman. It's not necessary, not that they've all been year two, but they all felt very, it feels like most Batman adaptations are either Batman is new and still finding his feet and not dealing with any major supervillains, just serial killers with a gimmick, or it's Batman is old and all the cool stuff has already happened. Uh, yeah, all in all, I, I think the most amazing thing is that for the most part, this three-hour movie actually felt like it needed to be three hours. I don't like movies that go past two thirty, but that's just me. Uh, I I I do agree with you though. Um, it did need it, but I uh, I just mm, it's hard for me to sit down for three hours to watch a movie. Yeah, it's just honestly, there's only one part that I really felt the movie's length, and funny enough. It was before the halfway mark, and it was during the Batmobile scene. Oh god, really? I don't like the Batmobile scene in this movie at all. Like, it was very hard for me to follow between the rain and taking place on a not-that-great-lit highway, and the cars all look kind of similar. I just, I couldn't really follow it, and at that point I was sitting in my seat, and I'm like, okay, I feel like this has to be the end of the second act, almost, because this, this has gone on for a bit, right? And I pull out my phone, it's been an hour and 20 minutes, and I'm just dumbfounded, like, there's still, like, an hour-plus left in this movie? How is that? Yeah, I don't know. The pacing was pretty decent until that point, I agree. And it, and it picks up right afterward. It's just, it, felt, it felt like they needed a Batmobile scene, because most Batman movies have a Batmobile scene. So do you want to go straight into the uh, the actual review, like the spoiler talk, I guess, or? What? Yeah, I think we might we might as well go in a spoiler. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the Batman yet, uh, this is the point. This is the point to go away. Don't worry, I'm actually putting time codes in this time. Okay, so spoilers in three, two, one. I hate Joker's in this already. I think most people do. Well, no, most people are like, "Oh my God, it's him! It's Joker!" I'm like, "I want, I want Clayface. Give if, me Clayface." If I never get another Joker again, I can die a happy man. We're gonna get Joker. We're gonna get Harley because you can't have you can't have a movie that's DC without Harley Quinn. In Christ. <laughs> and he's barely even in the movie. Is the most frustrating part of the whole thing. You could have very easily just left him out. And I'm kind of hoping, because Matt Reeves has stated that it's not necessarily meant to build him up for a sequel, so it could just be an establishment that, yes, the Joker exists, but he already happened, so don't expect to see him. Which I kind of hope, but it also feels like a waste of Barry Keoghan. There's a uh, there's a rumor there's a rumor that the sequel that the spinoffs at least that Pattinson and Reeves want to do that they've expressed interest in both in, in interviews and a whole bunch of you know different mediums um, are you know storylines involving the Court of Owls, Calendar Man, Hush, which would be a little weird since they kind of already did kind of a pseudo Hush thing, um, and Mister Freeze, but a grounded Mister Freeze. Um, 
I I would be interested in a Mr. Freeze movie for sure. That would be excellent. I, w- I would actually really, really like that. I'd also like to see Poison Ivy come back in a non-campy like campy way that isn't super stupid. Yeah. I'm still uh, holding out for Man Bat or Clayface. Hmm? I'm still holding out for Man Bat or Clayface. Or both of them. <laughs> I Yeah, I would love Clayface. I would absolutely love a Clayface movie. That would be excellent. Um, I don't know. And, uh... Just don't give us Joker again. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, it's so weird because it feels like that could have been a post credit scene because it has nothing to do with the movie except for, oh, hey, Riddler's in Arkham, which we already knew. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like he's, you know, the guy. Give us, give us the long Halloween. Give us Two-Face. Ooh. See, on the one hand, I'd like that. On the other hand, we already got Two-Face twice. But I love Two Face. I like Two Face too, but I just I want I want some people in Batman movies who we haven't seen before, or at the very least, maybe some villains who weren't done great. Like I'm okay with Riddler because Jim Carrey's Riddler is a lot. <laughs> but also like maybe bring back Scarecrow again, only actually, you know, give his fear toxin some more tick and have actual Mysterio-esque hallucinations and really dial it up. Dig into the effects budget. Come on. I'm still saying that my favorite, my my favorite fan cast ever for the Riddler uh, is is Jim Parsons, aka Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. <sighs> that would be you something. Sh- you can shoot me for it, but just imagine riddle me this, but as Sheldon, and have him dressed up in the traditional outfit, and he looks exactly like Riddler. Hear me out on this one. All right, hear me out. Go for it, Batman. Batman! Batman! Terrible. I hate myself for that one, but I'm gonna stick with it. Oh god, it's just Big Bang. It's Big Bat Theory! Um, oh no, it's, oh. it's... Oh no, it's Riddler living with uh, Clayface... Uh, shit, Rajal Ghoul. <laughs> Clayface, Rajal Ghoul, and... Uh, fuck. Uh, who's a nerdy one? Like a really thin nerdy one. Uh, Cal- Calendar Man, fuck yeah. he's fat, whatever. <laughs> it could it could definitely be Calendar Man, I guess. Oh, I want to make this now. Oh, I don't. I don't ever <laughs> want to think about this again, and I very much regret ever making that joke. Penny is uh, Penny no. is just uh, no, absolutely. Okay, Stop this. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this now. Okay, whatever. Back How to dare the you? <laughs> um. Yeah, back to the movie though. I think that the movie was. I, I lo- what do you think about Circus as 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 as, as Alfred? He's great. He's great. I it's it's interesting. I, I like I like Andy Circus as an actor. It's just you don't ever see his face normally because he's normally playing CGI creatures. So it's great to see him in a role where he's actually able to like act. You know, without you know. Especially since uh, they wasted him as Claw. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I um. I really do like Andy Serkis. He's a great actor, so I'm glad they gave it. He played the he played it off pretty well. I like I like the younger Alfred approach. It, it was really 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 well done, and not like an old man, you know. Not that I hate the other. I love Michael Cocaine, but like uh, I, Michael I, Cocaine. <laughs> but like uh, I I really like this younger, you know, um, more. I, I don't know. I just really like his interpretation. Is all I can really say. Um, 
But yeah, no, I think that this movie was really good. I think it, it I mean, it's critically being praised. It's commercially being praised. You know, uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned Hush as a potential thing in the future because even though Riddler kind of plays out and looks a little bit like him, they actually had a little bit of Hush shadowing, I think, in the movie itself in that which, uh the the reporter who uh Thomas Wayne ended up accidentally getting killed via Carmine Falcone. Yeah, yeah. His last name is Elliot, and when they were talking about the cover-up story, the word Hush flashes across the screen real quick. Also, I caught another thing, another reference to Hush that is very, very, very obscure. If you look at some of the followers on um, on the live stream for uh, Riddler, one of them is hashtag Hush. Huh. I, I, I caught that at the corner of my eye while I was watching the movie. That would be a thing if they're building up to it, although it's also, like, you kind of, I feel like you kind of did it, especially with the whole, hinting the whole time that he knows Bruce's identity, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm interested to see what they would do with Hush. That being Same. said, this movie's done well, successfully, it, it, worldwide it's made $258 million. That is impressive. I think... Uh, one thing I really did like about Riddler's execution that now that we're doing spoilers I can talk about, he's not just, ah, uh, I think I'm so much smarter than you, you'll never solve my riddles and the riddles that a fifth grader could solve with enough time, but his whole plan revolves around the riddles being solved anyway. Right, yeah, he wants, the, he wants Batman to solve them. Plus, and this is a little bit of a dark joke, r even Riddler's is a double meaning by the end, because... All the people he doesn't like are about to get riddled with bullets. <laughs> so even even the name ends up being a double meaning, and I have no idea if that's intentional, but it gave me a good chuckle. That 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 seems like a that seems like a uh, something that um, Hack Snyder would throw in there as Ugh. an ironic thing. Don't even don't even. The the weirdest thing to me is like it feels like there's two different movies in here, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it feels like. Even though they're connected, it feels like Carmine Falcone and Riddler are two separate plot threads, but you can't just, and this is part of why the movie feels like it needs three hours, you can't just remove all the Riddler stuff, because then nothing gets Batman on the Carmine trail, and you can't remove Carmine, because Riddler then no longer has anybody to aim against, and neither does Catwoman. Here's an interesting thought. Would this movie, would, would this movie do better as a miniseries? I don't know. I'm the person. I I'm the same guy who doesn't think that Eternals needed to be a miniseries, despite what everybody else on the internet seems to think. I just think Eternals needed another pass in the editing bay. So I I think Batman works fine as a movie. I do too. I enjoyed it. I uh, it would be interesting if they had some work. You know, <laughs> if they did make it into a miniseries and you know, um, gave it a couple more episodes of I don't know, extra bits. But, like, that's just me being greedy and wanting more of this movie. Um, but, I don't know, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the sequels and the spinoffs, which I guess we can segue into that. Yeah, oh, um, I do have one more minor, really nitpicky thing about this movie before we get into spinoffs. Go for it. They really overuse the theme song in this. I like it, and I like all the different variations, but there's only so many times you can hear dun 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 before it starts to feel kind of forced. Like I feel like 
Avengers, the Guardians, Ant-Man, they all have fairly distinct theme songs, but within their own movies, they never really feel like they're being overplayed. But by the end of this movie, when he's on the catwalk and it's playing, I'm just going, I'm the Batman, I'm the Batman. Because it's just, I've heard it. I get it. <laughs> I understand the meaning. I, uh... I actually didn't catch on with that. But really? That's just me because I wasn't okay. listening to it. I wasn't listening for it. So yeah, fair I enough. Whatever. Fair Could enough. Bother me, but that's just you. <laughs> yeah, that is just me. So the spinoffs. Right now, we have got confirmation that Penguin is getting one, and they were going to do a GCPD spinoff that was, I think, supposed to be more Year One oriented, but it sounds like that's pivoting more towards an Arkham Asylum centric series. Can't imagine why you wouldn't want to make a cop show. <laughs> but no, oh, probably it. it's actually because Gotham already exists. Imagine if there was a cop show, like it was cops, but it's in Gotham. And it's just random PD, like GCPD like members going and stopping crime in Gotham. Like Honestly, TV show. I just want a cop show that's in a superhero universe in general. Like, go to Metropolis, go to Central City, have them try to, like, just a bunch of cops get caught up fighting Captain Cold or something really cool, actually. I would be down for that. Imagine one of them fighting Captain Boomerang. Oh, oh man. Or the Trickster. <laughs> Mirror I Master. Know. I would really like that, actually. I would really like, like, a grounded approach to that. There's just, like, I'd like to have a miniseries where, um, you know, there's a defense prosecutor uh, that's that's defending all of these major villains in their court dates. That would be interesting. Mm. Like a like a like a, like a basically just a courtroom procedural, but going into the psyche of all these villains. But uh, the penguin, I I could see they're saying it's it's. I guess they're gonna make it depict his rise to power. So I guess it's gonna be like Scarface. So that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, you know what? That's actually an interesting thing to talk about. Uh, with with how the Batman ended, are we getting No Man's Land? Because it almost feels like it. But it also feels like they could just as easily just skip ahead and be like, and now the flooding's gone. No Man's Land is the uh, is that one storyline from New Fifty Two, right? No, No Man's Land predates New Fifty Two. It's basically earthquake cuts off Gotham from basically mainland U.S. or something. An earthquake like collapses all the entrances into and out of Gotham, and the United States basically takes advantage of that and says, "Yep, not our problem anymore. You deal with it yourselves." I need to read this. This sounds interesting. It is. It is an interesting concept. And then you've got, like, Superman shows up incognito as Clark Kent to try to help out with stuff. Interesting. I, I, I think I need to read this in. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And it's funny because with this whole disaster drastically reshaping the landscape of Gotham bit, I can't help but wonder, are we going to get that? Or is this just a weird thing that they're going to end on and then not continue with? Because it, it seems like it seems like that's a weird thing to have to film around, you know? Like, oh no, this huge section of the city is completely flooded. <laughs> Half the movie's on boats. Oh god. He's the boatman. But it's Batman. Hoof. But yeah, I, I can see a Penguin spinoff, but I'm honestly still kind of offended that Catwoman doesn't automatically get one when her whole shtick of going around taking out a bunch of rich, privileged bigwigs. I don't know. To me, that sounds 
more interesting and a little more on brand for what DC's been doing. I I'm, I'm I don't know. I know it's separate to the DCEU, so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I think they're trying to just completely walk away from that. So. Oh man, I remember I remember the joke popped into my head when when the sea walls exploding. I'm like, boy, it sure would help if there was a Justice League. <laughs> Robert Pattinson is my favorite silent Batman. <laughs> he doesn't really talk much, does he? <laughs> it's not even that he doesn't talk, it's just he's so good at communicating the I'm Batman aura. He's got that big I'm Batman energy without saying anything. Just every time that a cop tries to stop him from messing with evidence and he just turns and gives him that sidelong look of, are you serious? Do you really think you reprimanding me is going to get me to stop? It's just, it's it's brilliant. It's really good. And it was, at the end, so nice to see Batman helping people in ways other than just beating people up. Yeah, it, it, it actually is refreshing to see him, you know, just be an actual uh, public servant rather than just, you know, a badass superhero. I could have used know? a little more Bruce Wayne focus at the end, maybe show him, like, actively channeling his wealth and resources towards philanthropy instead of just, here's how he's helping people as Batman, because it is a little ridiculous to, that the best we get is, oh, look, he's helping to evacuate people in full bat suit. But... <laughs> But it was it, it is really nice because a lot of a lot of these movies, the main thing you see is that Batman is Batman is helping people by punching whatever is threatening them. <laughs> but you don't see as much of the humanity in there. And it was really nice to have that get some focus, especially after all the build up of oh I'm actually a monster, and I've been inspiring people to do all these terrible things because I'm taking out all my rage issues. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I I genuinely like the direction that they're taking these. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we get more of these really interesting, you know, I don't know, I like these grounded Batman movies that aren't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I actually genuinely want to see what they're going to do next with the, with the Batman movies. As long, one. as long as they stay this quality, I'm cool with it, but... <sighs> If DC is already doing a multiverse, and they're already using that as an excuse for we don't have to bother with setup, we don't have to worry about how this all interconnects, can we get a Batman movie where he's been Batman for ten years, and he's got Nightwing, and Oracle, and Robin, and and just, he has a Bat family, and he's dealing with his shit? Because I, I really want one of those, and it feels like nobody wants to do one because the setup it would take to get the entire Bat family is ridiculous and would pull so much focus away from Batman. But if you've got a multiverse setup and you don't care about doing that setup, just drop into it. Just do it. Just pull a Suicide Squad 2021, where, yeah, all this fantastical shit just exists, man. Roll with it. It's a Batman movie. Come on. I don't know. I uh, I I just want I want to see them. Like I said, I think the the takeaway that I have is I want them to keep on doing more obscure villains or less. Like no Joker, please no Joker. God no Joker. Yeah, please. no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Give us Either... an interesting Robin. Give us an interesting take on Robin. Uh, any of the Robins, Tim Drake, you know, Jason Todd, any of them. 
Um, just don't give us Joker. Yes, yeah, please, please give us something different just than Joker. Finally, focus on either adapting villains who haven't been adapted before, or villains who were underutilized. Scarecrow, uh, who were underutilized in their movies. Scarecrow would be a fun movie. I would actually really enjoy that. And it would be, it would work really well for being grounded, because all the, all the horrifying nightmare imagery is just a hallucination. So yeah, do it. Come on. They really undersold him in Batman Begins, and that's coming from somebody... Batman Begins is probably my favorite Batman movie. Oh, The Dark Knight's mine, but I'm, I'm, I'm a hack. The Dark, Knight's, the Dark Knight's my favorite Heath Ledger movie, but it is not my favorite Batman movie. The Dark Knight is my fa- one of the best action movies ever made. It's not one of the best Batman movies ever made. Yeah, that's fair. I'll, tr- <laughs> I'll, I'll truck with that. Yeah. So, if that wraps that up, uh, you said you had some game news to close us off with, huh? Very, very, very briefly, just the releases of the week. Oh, boy. Uh, we got nothing important coming out this week, because everything released two weeks ago. <laughs> Elden everybody's Ring. Still playing, yeah, everybody's still playing Elden Ring. <laughs> and Destiny, uh, the new expansion for Destiny. But the releases coming out this week include RPG Time, The Legend of Right, which I have no idea what that is, for various consoles. Looks like Xbox, PC, and Android. Uh, and, and iOS. Ash Walkers for the Switch, which I have no clue what this is either. It looks like it's a... Oh, it's from the co-creator of Life is Strange. Uh, probably some narrative game. I don't know. Aztec Forgotten uh, Forgotten Gods for the basically every console. Uh, I, I haven't heard of this game either. <laughs> um, it looks like it's a Mesoamerican uh, game of some sort based in... I, I don't know. Haven't heard of it before. I, I Honestly, none of these games, but like two of them I've heard of before. Chocobo GP, the fucking Chocobo racing game, comes out this week. Oh man, I gotta get that. It's gotten pretty pretty poor reviews, so I I'm, don't know I'm, if you want to get it. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna get that. <laughs> what would ever um, make you think I'm gonna get Chocobo GP? I don't know, man. You kind of show for Square Enix. I do the opposite of that. I hate I'm Square really, Enix. <laughs> I'm kind of joking. Good. Um, workshop Simulator. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Among other called, things. A game called Young Souls, which I haven't... It's, I guess it's a beat-em-up game. Huh. So, interesting. It's got a good rating, at least on Metacritic. Uh, and the biggest release of the entire week, WWE 2K22. 2K! <laughs> Literally nobody cares. Honestly, I feel like the biggest news of this week is that Glover's coming to Steam on 420. Glover- Glover's coming to Steam! I'm so fucking excited for Glover! Glover is a game I played religiously growing up. I love the hell out of that game. And then randomly out of nowhere, like, fucking, what, 20, 30 years after the game got released, they're like, hey, it's coming to a PC of all things. I'm like, That's pretty spectacular. Sign me up for this. I'm gonna buy it day one. I'm gonna play through Glover, and I'm gonna beat it for the first time since I was a little kid. So... Um, next week we got a couple of good releases, but we'll talk about that next week. Nice. Also next week, uh, nothing's really coming out in theaters as far as I can tell. So, next week we're probably reviewing either The Atom Project, a Ryan Reynolds sci-fi time travel movie exclusive to Netflix, or Turning Red, a movie for teenage girls coming exclusively to Disney+. Plus. Or both of them. Or both! Who knows? We'll, we'll see. If I feel like it's not punching down to review Turning Red, I'm, I'm game to review Turning Red, but I'm also definitely afraid of making fun of a movie aimed at teenage girls as a 20-something-year-old man. 
You know? It's like... Uh, we're, we're those kind of neckbeards. Yeah, I don't want to be those kind of people. That's why I didn't go see Spirit, because I, I, couldn't get, I couldn't get anybody else to go with me. Yeah, I wouldn't go see Spirit with you. I think I told you in the theaters, yeah, you're on your own without Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. We did see the, the Superior Horse movie, though. Dream year. Horse was Horse. good. Dream Horse was better than I had any right to be. If you haven't seen Dream Horse and you feel like watching a probably too feel-good movie, watch Dream Horse. Dream Horse is, is the best movie about horses to come out since Seabiscuit. That's bold praise indeed. <laughs> also starring Spider-Man's Tommy McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's something else. So okay. I, think, I think we're just about good. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I guess you want to, like, close it out? Yeah, might as well. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, stay tuned next week, where we talk about more random nonsense and more inside jokes that we then have to explain. Fun. This is a rocky start, but we're gonna keep going. Yeah, keeping at it. It's gonna get better, trust me. I swear. I promise. Please believe me. We need, like, a cool outro. We need, like, a cool outro. I I need a cool intro. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.